I'm Dr. Rachel Monades, and when I need tech help, these are my go-to guys. You are listening to Tom and Mike, Tosa's Talking Tech. Subscribe on iTunes today. Just search Tosa's Talking Tech in the iTunes store. Welcome to Tosa's Talking Tech, your source for talk about educational technology, tech tips and tricks, and the changing face of education in the Bassett Unified School District and beyond. Here are your hosts, Michael Jeffcott and Tom Covington. Welcome to another edition of Tosa's Talking Tech. My name is Tom Covington, a tech integration specialist for the Bassett Unified School District. And I'm Michael Jeffcott, the other tech integration specialist here at BUSD. And in this podcast today, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, an Apple presentation we went to. We're reviewing the new educational uh, opportunities available in OS 9.3. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about our excitement for our sessions at Q. So I hope you enjoy. So, if you haven't heard, Apple is uh, introducing a whole new set of educational tools uh, with their OS 9.3 release. And Michael and I were invited to um, a presentation by Apple at the Whittier City School Districts uh, on Tuesday, Michael. Yeah, not far from us. Over in Whittier, USD, um, I believe they have a new tech um, IET director who set this up. And they invited uh, some of Apple's uh, system engineers. I think it was Sandy Brenner Brenner and uh, Steve. I forgot his name. Starts with a Z, I think. Yes. And uh, we've met them both before. Uh-huh. And this was kind of like a little traveling road show promoting what's coming up in this beta that they have going right now, 9.3, uh-huh. which is not out for the public. But, yeah, and they um, seem to basically uh, have a lot of educational rich features within iOS 9.3 that specifically address some of the uh, shortcomings that we've been seeing with uh, just integrating the iPad into the normal classroom use. Yeah, and addressing a lot of needs of IT specialists. Uh-huh. And this was mainly the, the audience for this and a lot of complaints that they've had with uh, the ease of deploying some of this, mm-hmm. uh, the iPads itself, managing them. And uh, they're hoping to get on board with the MDMs mm-hmm. and make life a little easier for our district and others. Yeah, what I noticed with that is they're making it um, compatible with a lot of different MDMs. And you need an MDM to fully take advantage of uh, the new features. And MDM, just in case you don't know, is a mobile device management system. Uh, our district currently uses uh, Meraki. And I believe their representative was there at the yeah, briefing the, that we went to. He was. And they, uh, whenever somebody had questions about it, he'd, he'd go ahead and field those. Yeah, we also heard um, other districts are using AirWatch, Jamf. Lightspeed. Lightspeed, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, some of the big changes that teachers are going to be able to see right away. Um, and the one that caught my eye the most was that shared iPad for students. Oh, yeah. And basically what it is is uh, within your classroom, because not everybody has one-to-one, and Apple understands and realizes that. But a student can log into a profile on an 
on an iPad, just like on a computer. And uh, it would have uh, profile-specific apps and profile-specific, um, like, saves, like the data from iMovie or if you're doing pic collage or whatever, you know, chatter pics. All the data for that user would be exclusive to that user. So the ability to switch users. Yes. Easily. And um, and have the devices it, save. It was interesting, their recommendation. Um, and it makes sense if you're going to have multiple users on one iPad. Uh-huh. A lot of d- districts have been purchasing the entry level 16 gig. And their recommendation was move up to the 32 gig for space. Yes. I also noticed that... Um, they were um, linking all the information, all the saves to an iCloud account for the student. Mm-hmm. That the, the students would be able to have their own iCloud account. Yes. And, you know, another one was um, actual con- controlling of the iPads within a classroom. Yes. And uh, giving teachers more ability, which was nice to hear. There are some apps out that do this now. Uh-huh. But this is Apple actually taking their first approach, uh, allowing teachers to manage a classroom set of iPads. On the iPad, yeah. Because I remember uh, in my old tech teaching days, when I had a classroom full of iMacs, I loved Apple Remote Desktop because yeah. I could see exactly what my students were doing, what um, what app they were in, or what, no, it wasn't an app then, what program they were in back then, what web page they were on. I could lock the screens. I could pull up what that student was doing. I could take over that machine. So it seems like a lot of the functionality from that Apple remote desktop has now been put into iPads. And just to note, this is only an app. So it's only for iOS. Yeah, that's right. So you can only use it with an iPad controlling other iPads. Um, I think they said they were working or looking into controlling OS like the Apple remote did. Mm Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's uh, limited functionality to the iPad app environment. But some of the features they showed off, uh, being able to lock screen, um, lock students into an app. Yep. Um, You can see what each iPad is doing and what app they are in. Yep. I like that. Um, The ability for the teacher to reset the passcode, which is a really nice feature for us. Yeah. We'll maybe stop some of the help tickets we're getting. Uh-huh. Um, and the ability to more easily project what's on the students' iPads using Apple TV. Yes. Um, without was, having a passcode or anything, and the teacher can just pick which iPad she wants to project. Yeah, that was a little bit difficult in the current app environment because that student would have to, from their device, sign on or try and take over the... Uh, Apple TV, and there wasn't a way for the teacher to say, okay, I'm going to put this up there. I mean, there were apps that did the, the workaround for sh- screen sharing, uh, but hopefully with Apple doing it with their OS, it'll be a, a lot more seamless, and it will uh, work a lot a lot more smoothly because uh, there were some hiccups and, and latency issues and drop uh, connections, drop connections yeah. that just was <laughs> kind hopefully, of a pain in the butt. We're very helpful. Yeah. You know, and the other part was, again, like I said, it was geared towards IET. Yes. So um, the Apple School Manager, which works with their our MDMs that are out there uh-huh. to manage the devices. Um, they could add students, staff, classes, create accounts, all from the district, add managers at the sites, 
um, add the institution details, and they really just gave us a quick screenshot of this. They didn't give us too much detail. No, no, they didn't. But what was nice was the ability innately to push out apps and to create that classroom student user account. And if you've ever tried the iPhone configurator that they first named it. Oh, yeah, uh, that thing was horrible. <laughs> it was challenging. Yep. It was it was um, almost easier to go into each device and do what you needed with each device than it was to use that configurator at times. And they've kind of dropped the iPhone part of it, but they're still calling it the iPhone configurator. Yep. And now there's version two. Apple configurator two. Um, right. But from what they said, this is not going to support redeem codes. No. So those volume purchasing uh, redeem codes that we have. Yes. Are well, we're we gonna have to figure that out. It. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna come out with. Uh, and like I said, this is just a beta, so they're gonna work out a lot of these, and hopefully by the time it's ready to be released, it'll all be uh, taken care of. Hopefully, they'll make a nice m way to migrate our current licenses into this new way to uh, manage these accounts. Because yeah, that's gonna be a concern. Yes, we hate to lose all that those licenses and fees we've already paid. Yes, that's right. And. Finally, there is, um, they talked about managing Apple IDs, which for under 13-year-old students is an issue. You have to have parent approval. Yep. There's COPA laws that are in place that we as a district need to abide by. Um, they're trying to make accounts within our district. So each district can make their own accounts. Students don't have to sign up for their own personal Apple ID. Yes. And the, the district would actually own the accounts and manage the accounts, which would really nice because no more form of payment Yes, for, us, for a 13-year-old to figure out. Well, not only that, they can lock the ID onto the device itself so that you can't get students trying to sign into the device and then you have issues there. Um, so the student would just have a logon for the device, not really an Apple ID or account. Mm -hmm. And then all of the apps and programs would be a device-specific uh, app instead of an account-based app. Yes. So that you can say, I need um, that app for 27 devices. These are the 27 devices, and boom, it's on there. And the students on those 27 iPads always have access, no matter who's logging in, to use those apps. So They also talked about what students get past that age of 13. They can graduate with uh, or take these apps with them. Yes. Uh, depending on depending the district. on the district and how they have policies in place. Oh, they also, uh, they mentioned uh, making a really easy, nice transition with the SIS files or CSV. That they were working with, S, uh, yeah, the student information systems. To be able easy to upload. Migrate. Yeah. Which would be really handy. I know IET had some smiles. Yeah, some of the people in there look pretty happy that Apple yeah. was finally addressing some of these issues that they're having with you know, deploying, I, it depends on, on the size of the district, but how many devices you got to deploy sometimes that. And manage. Oh yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure that education is a big chunk of what Apple's is doing now. So it's good to see that they're listening to feedback and acting on it. And addressing some of these needs about doing updates and yes. not being able to do them from a centralized location. And now with this, well, I mean, you could before, but it wasn't streamlined. No, it wasn't streamlined at all. It was so according to Apple, um, the date that this is going to come out, it said uh, late spring, early summer. We're uh, at the 
at the presentation they were talking about April, May-ish that this would be coming out. But that full functionality would be in place of all the 9.3 uh, features and the education features by August, September. Which could make for a very busy summer for our IET department. Yes, it could. If we do switch over to this or we wait and see how this takes effect. Because if not, we'd have to stay with 9.21 or go to 9.3. Okay. So uh, that's it on Apple iOS 9.3. Mike, you have any final thoughts on it? Well, I'm looking forward to more streamlined, easy use, uh-huh. uh, especially for the classroom teacher, making them being able to manage their own devices. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. I think we've heard a lot from that they want to be able to control what's in their room, the tech that they have. So hopefully uh, good things coming from Apple. Okay, so now we're going to introduce a new portion of our podcast. What we're going to try, we're demoing it now, so when we do it at Q, it's not as awkward. And uh, it's called our Manic Minute. And it's going to be a little bit more than a minute, but we're going to ask a series of questions uh, so that we can get the conversation flowing. And we have a guinea pig today with us. Mike, why don't you introduce our guinea pig? Yes, we have Veronica Cueva from Educational Services one of our specialists here at Bassett Unified School District. And of course, whenever we need to demo something or try something out, everybody always helps each other out. So, uh, Veronica, thanks for being here today with us. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, we're going to start. I'm going to start off with the first question. Why don't you go ahead and uh, read that first line and introduce yourself. All right, so my name is Veronica Cueva. I'm from Bassett Unified School District, Ed Services. My favorite piece of tech I use is iMovie. Okay, I'll start off the question with... Uh, Real quick, and uh, it's going to be like the first thing that comes to your to your mind. We're going to try and get this done in a minute. We'll see how Okey close dokes. we get, okay? So, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Okay. Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite childhood game? Uh, perfection. Ooh. What is your biggest tech integration accomplishment so far? iMovie. <laughs> what is your best fail forward? Tough question. Yeah. Cute. Um, best fail forward. Um, Quick, manic minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, learning to use Illuminate. Okay. Type of tech that scares you the most? What you guys are doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your best advice for tech reluctant or hesitant teachers? One sentence. Just jump into the pool. Just do it. What is your tech guilty pleasure? My tech guilty pleasure. Um, Something you don't want others to know that you use. Hmm. That I use. I play that uh, words with friends a Ooh, lot. Yes. Yeah. If you died tomorrow, what would be the sentence on your tombstone? Veronica Cueva, service oriented person. Why is tech important in the classroom today? They ramp up in difficulty. Because it offers more opportunity to our students. Very nice. And... Last but not least. <laughs> what is your perfect Sunday? Perfect Sunday? Um, a good round of cleaning the house in the morning. And then resting. And then steak on the grill. Ooh, nice. I liked everything but the cleaning of the house. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll sign up for everything except for the house cleaning. <laughs> Has to get done. Well, thank you very much, Veronica. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I know that we had some hard questions in there, but, uh, and by your example, we will, you know, tweak them. But thanks for jumping in and being our guinea pig. Gracias. All right. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, here we are with another Manic Minute. Uh, we got another guinea pig in here. Uh, we're going to let her introduce herself in a second. But once again, the Manic Minute is just uh, for a quick introduction to get our mind lubricated to start answering questions uh, before we get into the heavy stuff. Uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll go ahead and start. My name is Amy Ariola, and I'm from Bassett Unified School District. Um, I am a 21st Century Learning and Innovation Specialist. Okay. And my favorite piece of tech is uh, my phone. Your phone. Okay. Um, so, like I said, Manic Minute. We're going to try and get this as close to a minute as we can. Our record is uh, 1 minute 53 seconds. So, mm-hmm. remember, first thing that pops in your head, we're just going to spit it on out. Okay? okay? So, here we go. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Apple or Android? Android. Favorite childhood game? Monopoly. What is your biggest tech integration accomplishment so far? Learning how to use iMovie. What's your best fail forward? My best fail forward? Something you didn't do well but still learned from. Uh, well, I'm learning so much this year. <laughs> Telling um, you, these are tough. <laughs> nah. Um. Well, all this new technology, learning Microsoft um, 365, uh-huh. um, I'm making a lot of mistakes and having to resend a lot of emails. So with that, type of tech that scares you the most? This. <laughs> <laughs> What's your best advice for a tech-reluctant or tech-hesitant teachers? To just try it. And what is your tech guilty pleasure? Uh Candy Crush, even though I can't pass the levels. <laughs> <laughs> if you died tomorrow, what would be on your tombstone? Uh, loving mother, good friend, faithful. Why is tech important in the classroom today? Um, it allows our students to uh, have several opportunities that um, that they didn't have before to be able to communicate with people that they usually can't do it inside the classroom and what is your perfect sunday uh going to church with my family uh brunch and then staying at home and right now watching the walking dead all right (laughs) walking dead fan all right amy thank you very much for being another guinea pig um we'll have you on again for uh another interview but right now thank you very much let's give amy a hand Okay, we're back with another Manic Minute, and this time we dragged in another one of our coworkers. Uh, so once again, Manic Minute, it's a, a series of questions, see how fast we can ask them. The goal is to try and get it to a minute. Um, our record right now is a minute 52. So with us today, we have, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, my name is Yvonne Flores from Bassett Unified School District. My favorite piece of tech I use is my phone. Okay, so a minute. Gotta you keep ready? It. Good yeah. luck. First thing comes to mind. Okay. Star Trek Star or Wars. Star Wars? Oh, Jesus. Wow. Android or Apple? Apple. Favorite childhood game? Um, It's something physical. Like dance. Okay. <laughs> dance. What's your biggest tech integration accomplishment so far? Using the Elmo in my classroom with my kids. What is your best fail forward? Using the Elmo <laughs> projector That's in my classroom. <laughs> what what type of tech scares you the most? You can't say Elmo. 
this whole Microsoft 365 and sharing documents. Okay. What is your best advice for tech reluctant or hesitant teachers? Go to Tom and Mike <laughs> for help. <laughs> what is your tech guilty pleasure? Um, my phone, Facebook. Facebook. If you die tomorrow, what would be on your tombstone? Yvonne Flores, the dancing fool. <laughs> Why is tech important in our classrooms today? Well, with this whole 21st century learning skills and stuff, it, it helps kids, you know, it gets them um, ready for their future. What is your perfect Sunday? Like Zach Brown says, I got my toes in the water and ass in the sand. <laughs> All right. That was, that that was, was Yvonne. 201. <laughs> 201. Good job, Yvonne. We'll get you back to our podcast right now. First, let's give Yvonne. A big round of applause for being the first bleep on our podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that was gonna be funny. Okay, we hope you enjoyed that uh, manic minute. We're gonna have a lot more from Q. That's why we were practicing. So uh, if you're gonna be at Q and you see us walking around with a mic, be expected to answer some questions <laughs> on the spot. Please, yeah, please. Okay, so uh, but at, being at Q. And um, being excited, I mean, and this is all we could talk about for, I don't know, what, a month now? Yeah. Okay, and the yeah. fact that it's a week away, we're kind of all giddy in our office. Um, but Mike and I wanted to highlight a couple of things that we're really looking forward to and learning that we're anxious to start doing. Uh, Mike, you, do you have one that stuck out to you that you are really looking forward to or a couple? Yeah. I've talked about coding before in the past, uh -huh. and there's a looks like a really good one by uh, Scott Moss. He's a middle school teacher, and it's Why Code? Okay. And the reasons for coding, integrating the four Cs across subjects and grade levels. Okay, hold on. Did you just drop a name? I did. Okay, I think I'm going to have to. Uh... Again, that was Scott Moss, teacher innovator at Innovation Middle School. Ooh. Ooh okay, that's, like our, that. that's our name drop. Is that uh, the name drop? Yeah, that's our name drop. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. What so, about you? Uh, the first one that I am really looking forward to going to, well, I don't want to say the first one, but the one that came popped into my head right away because it had a really funny name. Um, and th I liked it about a lot of the, um, <laughs> the Q sessions. They really go out of their way to make the name fun. You so got to get a good name. You. Yeah, you got to get You want people to sign up. Yeah. So the uh, first impression, I, I, I chuckled when I read it, and it is rigorous not rigor mortis <laughs> creating rigor not just more work and uh said hey that kind of sounds fun and that is by lupe escobar paul ramirez mark san and sandy brody so let me go ahead and Ooh. for my name drops <laughs> um and that it's uh 10 to 11 on i think it's oh sorry saturday 10 to 11 last day oh these schedules are hard to yeah, so, and that, just wrapping my head around that. I mean, we talked about the conference guide last time, but uh, if I couldn't see just my schedule, I wouldn't know where I was going. So it's yeah. a, good, a good thing to do to go ahead and sign up for that uh, scheduler app and make yeah, sure you have all you those. You definitely need this online schedule. You cannot print this thing out. And nope. Keep it it's organized. <laughs> okay, uh, another one for you. Oh, and um, big talk around Bassett. We're trying to get things rolling here. Uh, they've got a, we're one-to-one. -one. But now what? Okay. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of people have done these lessons learned from going one to one. Uh huh. Um, tips for implementing effective teacher PDs. 
with one to one. Okay, and, and so this is by uh, Rayanne Rockwell. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> and all it looks like all the lessons they learned as a district and uh, where they're going. All right. Yeah, bring it so back. we don't make that mistakes. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the next one that I was looking forward to, um, before my Tosa life, I was an English teacher. I guess I still am an English teacher. You never stop being an English teacher. Uh, but there was a one that caught my eye because it said that it was uh, empowering writing teachers with technology. And I didn't want to say I struggled, but um, I was out there trying to really look for things that do more than just typing when it comes to writing. So I'm hoping to learn about things that are more than just typing for uh, writing and technology. And that is uh, Friday, and it's going to be 12.30 to 1.30. And that is by uh, Doug Silver. So, And uh, my last one, um, well, I have several, but... Yeah, I know. I we can't pick. cover them all. Making iOS devices into a serious video tool in every class. And... Uh, this presenter is pretty local, Orange Unified School Orange. District by us. Uh-huh. And who are they? Um, John Ruffridge. Okie doke. And uh, showcasing guiding presentations on utilizing iOS devices as serious tools for video across the curriculum. All right. Sounds fun. And then, of course, the last one I want to highlight today uh, is on the last day. It is partially our inspiration for our podcasts and, and really taking it to the next level. And that was podcasting. Oh, sorry. To podcast and beyond to podcast and beyond. That is right. How could you forget that name? I don't know, <laughs> but that is, uh, Brian Briggs, Ooh. Ryan O'Donnell. Ooh. And the last one is Adnan Ifkatar. Okay. I butchered that. I'm sorry, Ooh. but I will uh, get that corrected when we go see the session. I hope. And, um, did you mention Brian and Ryan? Or yeah, we, we oot them. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they have the podcast that we listen to and uh, we're inspired by. Yes, and you know Brian had to come up with the name for this one. Well, according to his most current Twitter picture, which is him and Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> I think to podcast them beyond might have been his idea. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> so that, that should, I'm yeah. signed up for that one too. That should be good. Yeah, that should be a good one. And hopefully, we get a lot Tips, more tricks for- and uh, networking yes. podcast networking. Great. All right. Well, I think this is going to be our last podcast before Q. So if you're going, look for us. Uh, we'll see you there. And uh, if not, come back to our podcast. We will hopefully be putting up an episode while we are there, if I can get the editing to something quick. If not two. Yeah, if not two. Because uh, we do want to do some reflections every night with our team. And then whoever you know happens to stop by our Nice recording studio. We can put them on. Yeah. Um, so tweet us if you're going to be there and want to come check it out and hang out and Drop talk by. about yeah, talk about tech. So I think that's going to be it for today. Uh, thank you once again for listening and subscribing. Uh, retweet us out to your friends. Tosa's Talking Tech on iTunes. We'll see you after Q. So from the Dog Pound at the Bic, this is Tom Covington. And Michael Jeffcott saying goodbye for now. Tosa's Talking Tech, head over to www.bassettusd.org 
backslash edtosas and check out their screencasts on things like haiku, sign-in, using Dropbox, Outlook tips and tricks, iMovie, screencasts, and more. Want a PD schedule for your site? Have an idea for a podcast? Or a question about tech you want answered? Email them at edtosas at bassettusd.org. That's E-D-T-O-S-A-S at bassettusd.org. Your compliments, critiques, and questions are always welcome.